Hey sickos, I'm LJ. And I'm Toe. And this is Say Psycho Right Now. Say Psycho Right Now is a true crime and paranormal podcast. Some content may be considered disturbing or graphic. We don't typically provide trigger warnings due to the nature of the content we discuss. Listener discretion is advised. We are also potty mouths. If you're not put off by that, shout out you. Buckle up and get ready for another episode of Say Psycho. To shop brand merchandise, access our socials, or become a Patreon member with access to early episodes and bonus content, find us on any social media platforms and consult the link tree in our bio, or go to www.patreon.com slash psycho right now. You can also follow us on our socials or wherever you stream your podcasts and leave a five-star review if you're enjoying our content so that we can continue to reach more people. Following us on Patreon enables us to produce more content and enables you to access more content. So we highly recommend checking that out. Now let's get into today's episode. welcome back so glad you returned last week you guys would have listened to the jasmine fiore episode with astro cat as a guest host yeah. um yeah so this is just a little reminder to go give her a follow if you're a gamer girly she's a good time yeah shout out astro cat thanks for being on the pod loved it so much and hope to have you back sometime friend yeah fun times fun times so today we are getting into a case that made headlines a couple of years ago. It's upsetting. Um, yeah. Yeah. They all are, but this one really is. I guess, I guess it's more than a couple of years ago. I'm old, so I still, you know, live in like We do that thing where we think that like 2002 was 2019, not actually 2002, which yeah. was like 20 years ago. Well, this is from 2017 so it's like it's what six years old okay it feels like it shouldn't be yeah it's it like that was like last year yeah exactly 
but that's when it was it was it's a case from 2017 and you may have heard of it 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 brought a lot of attention and it changed some legislation and this is the case of savannah graywin god yeah this one i mean obviously as per usual i haven't like reviewed your outlines or anything you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but i have heard of this case and it's just it's so sad you know what this was sent in actually by a listener unfortunately i don't think i saved that person's name oh my Uh, god speaking of names uh, drum roll drum roll patreon shout out shelly spencer welcomed the big patreon family thank you so much for that yeah welcome welcome if you're listening to this episode you heard our new intro so you already know our patreon information but just to reiterate we are we are putting out a lot of bonus content coming up we have we have big plans for some bonus series so it's going to be a party over on patreon so you guys should go check that out yeah and i know that not all of you guys follow us on our socials or like our social girlies or social boys or persons so maybe just really quick i know we already went over our socials and everything but i think we should explain the series that we have going on on our patreon so that everybody can be on the loop on that Uh, yeah so basically we're coming out with a new schedule it's posted on our socials if you're a social media person but because not everybody is that like this is a good time to just kind of drop this as a one-time thing to explain what's going on first sunday of the month we're going to be doing a live record episode and that live record episode will be remastered for right now everybody can come to the lives but when we do grow our patreon base up i just full disclaimer that will be a patreon benefit eventually so but right now it is publicly available and we will be shouting out our patreons by name on the live episodes so you guys can tune in and interact and then our calendar beyond that i'm actually pulling up the picture of it myself right now so i can make sure that i get this exactly right and tell while i'm doing that maybe you want to pull up the name of our listener who wrote this in that would be fantastic yeah so the thing is i don't know if we actually have that okay i guess we're just gonna go on the record as saying that god love you somebody sent in a request for this and usually we shout people out we've clearly screwed the pooch this time Um, toe didn't do her toe job so you know it happens sometimes if you're the one that sent this in and you want to claim your rightful shout out, <laughs> send us an angry email and we would love to be that for you. We would love to yeah. redo your shout out. You deserve it. Um, we will redo that shout out just for you. We will because you want an episode it. to be recorded later. Yes, exactly. Not today. Because it, it, might be like, to... it might be like 10 episodes from now, honestly. Yeah, because we record so far out, but we will shout you out, damn it. We will. We, we will. Just let us know who you are. Absolutely. Um, but without further painfulness. Wait, no, we, we still need to calendar. No, we need to calendar. Jesus yeah, Christ. so more pain for you all. <laughs> okay, so live record first Sunday of the month. Okay, perfect. Okay. That's going to be on Facebook or on YouTube. Check into our Facebook to find out which we'll also post on Patreon. Tuesday, the first Tuesday of the month, is going to be off topic Tuesday. It could be about anything. 
the name is self-explanatory, but, you know, maybe it'll be about what's going on in our lives. Maybe it'll be, you know, just some other bonus content about crime, maybe paranormal stuff that's like on content, but not like a regular, like full episode the same way we usually do them. It could just be like different, like a different spin on our usual content. You know what I mean? It could be anything. It's whatever we want it to be. That's going to be the first and third Tuesday of the month. And then the second Tuesday of the month, this is Patreon only. So is off topic Tuesday, just to be clear. The second Tuesday of the month, we have a series starting called What the Fuck is Going on in Colorado? This is all starting in June. We have found that there is, like, a disproportionate amount of crime and murder happening in Colorado. And it justifies a series. (laughs) So. What the um, fuck is going on in Colorado? Yeah. Or, as I like to call it, I had WTF Egoic. Okay. It's like the acronym. What the fuck is going on in Colorado? I'm just like well, WTF Igwick. <laughs> I don't like that acronym. <laughs> I love it. It's so satisfying to say in my head. And then it's the, last... the least satisfying acronym I've ever heard. Igwick. <laughs> it's just a guttural sound, mm. truly. <laughs> Join us. Join us for guttural sounds. Second Tuesday of every fourth Tuesday of the month we have a series called following crime which is going to be where because we've got followers in like so many countries now which is wild like shout out literally all of you crazy bitches what the hell so since we have so many followers in so many places we're going to do a segment called following crime where we do an episode for like every country and every U.S. state slash territory where we have followers so we've got one coming up that we're drafting for like Australia, Sweden. Oh, I have another one that I'm working on for oh Alaska. Alaska Toad's working on one for Alaska. So we've got like Oh yeah. Cr- yeah, like stuff just specific to these places. And so if you guys have a request and you have like a listener request for wherever you live, send it in. Send it in to stay cycle right now at gmail.com. And we won't put you guys through this list of our series again until it changes so this is it we won't make you sit through this every episode but just want to let you guys know what's going on now toe now you can get into it now we can go yeah so without any further pain or rambling (laughs) what the fuck he said please please do something better put that on my to-do list be better it would be better at acronyms. Okay. So, Savannah Graywin was born on August 9th, 1995. She was a young indigenous woman belonging to the Spirit Lake tribe. Her father was a member of the Spirit Lake tribe, and her mother was a member of the Turtle Mountain tribe. And after living on the Turtle Mountain Reservation for some time, her family moved to the Spirit Lake Reservation when she was just nine years old. And it was here that she graduated from high school and she went on to become a CNA. Uh, Savannah's boyfriend, Ashton Matheny, I hope I'm saying that right, was also a member of the Spirit Lake tribe. And they had known each other since middle school. Now, in 2016, Savannah, along with her family, moved to Fargo, North Dakota. And the move was said to have primarily been to provide her with more opportunity. 
she was the oldest of her siblings and her family described her as hardworking and responsible. And they say that as the oldest, she always looked out for her younger siblings. Sweet. Super sweet. Yeah. She was described as just a really sweet girl. Everybody Sounds that, wholesome. Yeah. Everybody that knew her pretty much had the same thing to say that she was very sweet, very like a good girl. Now she lived in a small apartment on the outskirts of town with her family and she was working steadily towards her goal of having a big house on the outskirts of town where her family could all live with enough room for horses that's precious yeah super precious now in the summer of 2017 savannah and ashton were preparing to grow their family savannah was pregnant with a baby girl due in late september and they also had plans to move into their own apartment together in the beginning of September. Unfortunately, that never happened. Oh, I hate that part of the story always. Yeah. Where it's like, this is what they were doing. They had so many good things going on to look forward to. Yeah. And then it just like breaks my heart. Yeah, every things time. things were really going well for them, you know, but unfortunately that never happened. So Saturday, August 19th, it was started out as a day like any other. Savannah gave her siblings rides to work and then she came home and at around 1.23 p.m. she sent a text to her mom letting her know that she had ordered a pizza and she was heading up to a neighbor's apartment. This, as we now know, was the apartment of Brooke Cruz and William Hain. Why does now, it make me angry to know that? <laughs> Sorry, go on. Oh, it's going to make you even angrier to know that, honestly. No. Now, these neighbors, they were not close at all with the Greywind family. However, Brooke had just come knocking on their door and told Savannah that she was working on a sewing project and she needed a model for the dress that she was making. And she offered Savannah $20 for the help and she agreed. You know, and of course, Savannah was so wholesome. She probably would have done it for nothing. Well, and honestly, you know, and it sounds like the family probably wasn't very well off. She's young. She's pregnant. They're living in a small apartment all together. Mm -hmm. She's probably like 20 bucks is 20 bucks. And it's paying for my pizza. Like, And it's paying for great. my pizza. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So now this couple was well known in the apartment complex for their loud and violent fights. All the neighbors would hear them arguing regularly and the police were called to the property at least once that we know of where charges were actually filed. So not, not your like go knock on the door. Like, can I borrow an egg neighbor situation? Neighbor. No, yeah. definitely does not seem to be that. Now during this particular incident, you know, that we know of where, where authorities were called to the complex, it, it said that William threw Brooke into the bathtub and was charged with assault and a no contact order was put in place, but ultimately not followed. Of course not. It, it never is. It never is. No. So now they both actually did have children from previous relationships. Brooke had wait for it. Seven children. That is a small bundle. That is a small bundle. And William had two. Now, it is said that neither of them really had anything to do with these kids, and both had faced some legal troubles for not paying child support. William also had a previous conviction of child neglect and abuse. 
So he was a real like upstanding dude. Yeah, we've got we've I'm got gathering. a couple of winners here. Now Savannah was said to always be very responsive and in constant communication with the people in her life. I was thinking that too because you know the fact that she texted her mom and she's like, "Hey, this is what I'm doing. Like I'm going to go like I I just got a pizza and now I'm going upstairs." She seems to be a girl who's like very in touch with the people in her life yeah yeah and she was so that and her family as the story goes on that's kind of a theme her family really advocates for her but you know unfortunately there was really no amount of advocating that could could have saved her Mm. in this case so as the afternoon goes on and her family's texting her and they're not getting a response this is obviously very concerning right When her family did arrive home, they noted that her wallet was inside, her car was still parked outside, and the pizza she had ordered was sitting on the counter, cold and untouched. That's never a good sign. Yeah, that's never a good sign. Now, and and mind you, she's like eight months pregnant. Around 4 p.m., her family began to head out and look for her. So... You know, again, just keeping up with the timeline here, around 1.23 p.m. is when she sent the text letting her mom know that she was going up to the neighbors. And by 4 p.m., they were out searching for her. So, you know, her family's taking this very seriously. Yeah, and I'm sure, like, and this is coming from a place of just, like, thinking about if you have a family member who's heavily pregnant and they're not responding... You're probably thinking like do i need to be calling hospitals is she in labor has, has she yeah i mean she could have like yeah could she have like could she have like i don't know passed out due to freaking like pre-eclampsia, pre-eclampsia. Or yeah or like yeah un- undiagnosed I mean, gestational diabetes like what yeah placenta previa you know is she, could some bleeding have happened you know what i mean anything could happen anything, anything could, could happen. happen and you know you're at that stage of pregnancy where sometimes unfortunately those things tend to happen in that you know in the those final months so they're obviously very concerned and and they know that Savannah loved her life and she wouldn't have just gotten up and left, especially without sure. her car and her wallet. Right. Like, how far would she have gotten? So, again, around 4 p.m., they began to head out and look for her. So each member of her family... So from my understanding, each member of her family separately walks up to Brooke and William's apartment looking for Savannah and they are all told the same story that hey she left we don't know where she went but she left sure now around 4 30 p.m her family contacts Fargo police to report her missing officer Samuel Bowman was the first to arrive at the Grayland residence that day the Mm -hmm. family explains to him the situation and how out of character this is for Savannah and he proceeds to go up to the apartment of Brooke and William and knock on the door himself. Almost, and it was almost as if they were waiting for him. As soon as he knocks on the door, it flings open and there are Brooke and William. Now they Both claim, just like ready to go. Ready to go. They claim once again that Savannah left around 2 p.m. They actually did agree to let this officer actually search their apartment and he did walk inside and take a look around. And he determined that nothing looked suspicious. And he left, filed the missing persons report, and that was that. 
Now, Savannah's family, however, they were not buying this and they knew something wasn't right. So that night, about 20 to 25 extended family members gathered there at the apartment complex to try and help figure out what the hell is going on. Now, around 10 p.m., the police were called again to the apartment complex. And when they arrived, the family pleaded with them, please do something. This isn't right. Do a second search. Please do something. Right. And they did another search of the apartment and police once again determined that there was nothing there. And they told the family, look, there's nothing there. She's not in there. Now, the following day, police once again returned to the apartment complex. And once again, with Brooke and Williams' permission, searched their apartment and found nothing. Savannah's family continued to beg and plead with the police to do something, but police maintained that there was no signs of foul play. Now, as we know, Savannah is an indigenous young woman, and she Mm -hmm. has ties to two different tribes. Members of both of these tribes showed up by the hundreds to help search for her. I love that. That's. I mean, I know that this yeah. might sound strange, but like that's beautiful. It's like, beautiful to have. Yeah, so it's many beautiful, people. But it's also a shame that it has to be that way. Absolutely, because... and, and that's what I mean. Like it sounds strange. I don't mean like it's beautiful that it happened, but like yeah. it's beautiful I mean, to have that ha- be that type of person. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Now the police were not doing any active searches at this time. But she's like, why? Why? Exactly. You've you've got a pregnant young woman out there missing. Do your cop job. You're doing nothing. And 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 when we get further on in the story, you're gonna see how badly, like how badly the cops fumbled fumbled this search is is giving like honestly, it's giving worse than Elizabeth Smart. Oh my god. Which we all remember that case and how bad the cops fumbled that. Yeah, no. Yeah, time and time again. Just wait, honey. Oh, just wait. So, yeah, they're not doing any active searches. Now, on August 23rd, four days after Savannah disappeared, police brought William in for a formal interview. William told police that on the day of her disappearance, he had been working and that he got off sometime around 2 to 2.30 p.m. He said when he arrived home, Savannah was there in his apartment. He claims that he walked in from work. He saw Savannah sitting on his couch. Brooke introduced them and he went to take a shower. He said that he heard them talking while he was in the shower, but he wasn't sure what about. He went on to say that he got out of the shower. Sorry, that when he got out of the shower, Savannah had left. Hmm. William maintained that he hadn't seen Savannah after that, and he wasn't sure where she went. Police did find this to be something, they, they, they found something to be a little bit off about William's story. So they decided to go and speak to some of his co-workers. Well, can I just chime in for a second? Sure. Because the first thing that sounded off to me about this, and this is coming from somebody who, like, I know that in your position, you kind of make your own hours with your job, right? Sure. As somebody who works, a, like, a nine-to-five type job, right, mm-hmm. or just, like, a job where you have to punch in, punch out, it's strange to me that he's like, well, there's this 30-minute window that, like, maybe I got off at 2, maybe I got off at 2.30. No, you're watching that mm. clock all day, counting the minute to when your ass gets to go home. 
Yeah. There's no 30 minute window about it. Like you would know when you got off. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, and every job's different, but, and I, yeah, I mean, it's definitely possible. I think you would know. Yeah. I mean, and even if like, you know, just as somebody who's like in a relationship, you know, or like has a friend, like what's the first thing I do every day when I get off work because we live up each other's buttholes. Oh my god! I yeah, call you, call you. Me and I know my yeah. phone's gonna be ringing by like five oh four. Exactly, and if it's not ringing by five oh four, then either somebody else called me first or something is wrong. Yeah, like period. But point being that I feel like that's something that like even if you weren't looking at the clock as diligently as I do, I guess you know, like wouldn't you? most likely have like texted a partner or like yeah done something on your phone that's traceable yeah like some type of timestamp. and and i I and i feel like also shame on the police for not investigating that more yeah i agree because i just i I guess i guess technically they did because they went to speak to his co-workers so okay well yeah valid i just i just think like a 30 minute window for when you got off work i'm like i'm questioning it you know yeah that's valid that's a valid question so so police went to speak to his co-workers and alarms were raised immediately because william's co-workers state that in the subsequent days following august 19th 2017 which is the day that savannah disappeared mm-hmm. he had spoken quite a bit about having a newborn baby at home oh no i hate it yeah he told them that brooke had a baby and that they named the baby phoenix now this was particularly peculiar to police because not not only because the missing woman in question was eight months pregnant but because they had searched this apartment now three times and there were no signs of a baby no i was about to say yeah there was no crib no baby stuff no crying and no baby yeah i mean I have questions. I have questions. Now, sometime either late at night on August 23rd or early in the morning, August 24th, we're not sure exactly which, but Brooke and William ended up being involved in a hit-and-run accident, which happened near a local Walmart. Now, as police would investigate this accident, they traced this hit-and-run back to William, who was there at the Walmart with his girlfriend, Brooke buying what else but newborn diapers hmm yeah now this coupled with the statements about this mystery baby from williams co-workers prompted police to get a no-knock warrant yeah and they arrived at the apartment kicked down the door and there was brooke with a newborn baby now the baby was thankfully healthy. However, she was, of course, taken to the hospital and subsequently placed with social services. Uh, and, yeah, bad. And now the most heartbreaking thing about this part of the story is that, remember, Savannah's family lived in this apartment building. Right. So, as one can imagine, surely they would have noticed all the commotion. You know, they're kicking down doors. Sure. And they had to watch as this baby was carried out, knowing this was most likely Savannah's baby. So heartbreaking, but from a legal standpoint, I can understand that you would need to like DNA test or yeah, something they, to confirm. You can't just be like handing babies out. Over. Yeah, right. And they had to wonder if this is her baby. Where is she? What happened right. to Savannah? 
Oh, and again, bless their little beans. That hurts my heart. Because they had to wait on proof that this was, in fact, Savannah's baby. They weren't able to hold her. They weren't able mm-hmm. to see her. Nothing. Now, also, at this point, Brooke is, of course, arrested and brought in for questioning. And believe it or not, she actually admits that the baby is Savannah's. But, the but story- I'm sure she has some. Yeah, I was going to oh. say, I'm sure she has a story. <laughs> she has a story, all right. And it's a crock of bullshit. So she claims that Savannah had come to her saying that she was very unhappy with her life and that she didn't want the baby. She states that she told her how to induce labor and break her own water, which remember Brooke has had seven children. Right. So she taught her how to induce labor and break her own water with a shish kebab stick. Get out of here. And that Savannah then went about her way. She goes on to claim that Savannah came back two days later on the morning of the 21st and is like, hey, I had the baby. Here you go. You can have her. And this never came up to law enforcement before during searches, etc. For what purpose? Just because they're like ultra concerned with their strange neighbor's privacy. That's their story and they're sticking with it. Yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna get to that. Okay, great. Now, police, of course, aren't buying this crock of bullshit, and they let Brooke know that they've searched her electronics and found that for quite some time she's been researching how to deliver a baby at home and how to kill a pregnant woman without killing the baby. Monster. Absolutely. So Brooke goes on to claim that other people had access to her devices and it wasn't her that searched those oh, things that's purely coincidental sorry yeah. i'm like i can't contain my rage go go on yeah now next the cops head on over to william's job and pick him up and they confront him with all the information that we have so far and they ask him straight up whose baby is this and he says quote i can't tell you for sure now what uh, yeah. sorry it's just like what now, the story that William goes on to tell is, it's bizarre. He claims that he arrived home from work on the 19th and Brooke is just like, here's our baby. And he just accepts this as fact yeah. and truth. Like, okay, well, I guess it is our baby. So, claims that there was just this baby and there was blood. Sorry. So, he claims that there was just this baby and that there was blood all over the floor and that Brooke had told him months before that she was pregnant, but that he wasn't expected to, he he never expected to come home and there be a baby. He mentions cleaning up a lot of blood, but he doesn't mention anything about Savannah being anywhere in the apartment. Now, he also goes on to say that the baby had been in the apartment every time the police searched and that they had placed her under blankets on the bed. Which that doesn't seem questionable at all. Like, yeah, what? That's, what? That's, where, that's where police fumbled the shit out of this. Ridiculous. Like, you didn't move the blankets on the bed? You didn't... I don't know. It's just like... I, I feel like if you're searching you didn't, for potentially you didn't open, what would be you didn't maybe open, a body... You didn't open drawers. You didn't open cabinets. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it just seems like maybe we should have done the minimum. Yeah, exactly. So... Now the search for Savannah continues, and meanwhile, DNA confirms that this is her baby, and the reality of what's going on starts to sink in for the family. So is the baby returned to the family? Can we... Uh, Eventually. Eventually, yes. She is given... I I believe joint custody was awarded to both her father and Savannah's mother. 
Okay. If I'm not mistaken, I think inevitably full custody was given to the father. Now, volunteers then found a breast pump and a pool of blood in an area near a river, but Savannah was nowhere to be found. And finally, on August 27th, a group of kayakers in Minnesota who were out on the Red River, which is the same river where they found the breast pump and the blood just in right. like a whole different state, mm-hmm. reported that they saw a large plastic wrapped object floating in the water. And that as they drew closer, the smell gave away that this was, in fact, a body. Mm. And of course, you know, they, they contacted authorities as one would do, but evidently the current was super strong this day and it it took crews hours to be able to retrieve this body. But when they finally did, they opened the plastic and realized that this was in fact Savannah Greywind. So sad. She was found with a rope around her neck and her stomach cut open and her body was transported to the medical examiner's office for an autopsy while people gathered outside to pray and perform tribal rituals in her honor and they wore ribbons in her favorite color green. Now, Brooke and William were charged with conspiracy to commit murder and kidnapping. Brooke was first to go on trial and she did actually plead guilty on December 11th, 2017. And she goes on to confess that she faked this entire pregnancy to try and keep her man around and she used old pregnancy tests and ultrasound photos and she goes on to say that sometime in early august this lie fell apart and william was kind of like dude i know you're not pregnant and i've already told people and you better produce a baby oh my god and then he you know yeah so they all suck yeah i i mean I want to kind of give the benefit of the doubt and say maybe he just said that out of anger and she took it too far, but no, because no, because he was complacent in this whole thing. Yeah, Um, exactly. Like if he went along with the whole thing after, you know what I mean? After that. Yeah. Yeah. So Brooke confessed that on the 19th of August, 2017, after she lured Savannah into her apartment, she started a bogus argument with her, accusing her of nonsense, like stealing her mail and then pushed Savannah, who hit her head on the bathroom sink and fell to the floor unconscious. Brooke immediately grabbed a knife and cut Savannah's baby out of her. Mm-hmm. Now, contrary to what William told police, Brooke goes on to say that when he arrived home, Savannah was there in the apartment. And William asked if she was dead, to which she replied, quote, I don't know. Please help me. End quote. Oh, my God. Now, at this point, William grabs a rope and pulls it tightly across her necks and states, quote, if she wasn't dead before, she is now, end quote. No soul. No soul. Whatsoever. Now, at this point, they wrap Savannah up in towels and plastic bags and stuff her in the bathroom closet. Brooke admits that her body was in fact inside the apartment during the first two searches. And it came out later that we found, we found out that a member of the Greywind family had actually lived in their specific apartment and explicitly told police to check this closet. If you could see the gasp, I gasped when you said that her body was in there the first two times they searched. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. And, and, and I guess this closet was like a secret hiding hole in this apartment. Again, the fam the family member right. had lived there and specifically told police to check there. And again, can we do the bare minimum? No, we can't. We no. can't do that. That's asking too much. So we learned that William later put her body in a dresser to haul her down to the river we were they were unable to determine the exact cause of death because you know she was cut open and then she mm -hmm. probably either bled out or got really close to bleeding out and then was strangled so there was a lot going on there was a lot going on there was no evidence of head trauma murder charges were dropped for william because brooke took the fall but and he was charged with kidnapping one of the questions that was brought up in the trial was could the c-section the crew like i use that term very loosely could this crude at home c-section have been done by one person using i guess they were using the example of you know if you look at how a c-section is done in a hospital you have a whole team of people okay great well that's part of the reason why she bled out right not, not only did nobody have a fucking medical degree but you know there was nobody you know there was not enough people there to keep that from happening right so you know I, I i don't know i think it could have been done by one person yeah i mean i i'm obviously not a doctor but i would say in a situation like this you're literally just removing the baby with no regard for Save your welfare of mama yeah probably like probably yeah. could be a one-person job because you're literally just doing the act of removing not yeah you're not doing anything to save mom exactly or keep, keep so... mom alive so ultimately they were both sentenced to life in prison however unfortunately william's sentence was overturned by the supreme court and he was resentenced to 20 years in prison should have gotten longer um, yeah i think this was another case i'm sorry what case was that i think it was kelsey barrett where the judge was like fuck you i don't care what deal you worked out with the da i'm gonna give you one hell of a sentence because you suck. absolutely and unfortunately you know they appealed it and got it overturned the judge tried to do a great judge job and unfortunately they took it higher so sweet hazley joe who is Savannah's daughter, went on to live with her father and her grandparents. And her father did have to put up a little bit of fight, but eventually with the state, but eventually he did get custody of her. And um, I it's believe sad that he had to put up a fight at all. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And like they should have just been like, here you go. So Hazley Joe is thriving. I'm pleased to report. And, um, it's actually an official Facebook page. It's the Savannah LaFontaine Greywind official page. And on there you can see pictures of little Hazley growing up. So sweet. So, you know, there's the tiniest little happy ending here. But, you know, this little girl will forever have to live with you know just uh, the general knowledge of what just happened the general to her mama. knowledge of what yeah. happened to her mom and 
she may be too young to to know or understand it now, but eventually she's gonna figure it out. And this that would be it. such a hard thing to learn as a kiddo. It's a terrible case. Terrible case. But that's all I have for this case today. So, LJ, uh, I'm gonna go cry about it. Yeah. All right, guys. Don't do a, well, don't do a feeling. I know. I hate feelings, but here we are. Mm. The baby cases get me. Which I know that, yeah. like, the baby lived, but, you know, just as a mom, this situation just, like, oh, it guts me. But, you know, thank you guys for listening, and I know we've got some other cases coming up. I mean, see, I'm just pulling out the calendar here. Unless, Toad, you happen to know what's up next? Oh, <laughs> you sure know I don't. She said literally never. Literally never. never. Okay, let's see here. Okay, so the next one after this will be the Sarah Boone suitcase murders, actually. Oh, which we recorded which live with Richard. We did. Richard LaRocco. He is a medium out of Pennsylvania. He's fantastic and just genuinely such a good person. So, yeah, you guys will get the remastered version of that live episode. And yeah, that that's gonna be a good one. Then we've got bonus content coming up as per usual. So lots of good stuff coming up. You guys should check it out. Consider Patreons. It's you know lowest tier is three dollars. That's like less than a Starbeats. So you know just consider it. You guys get a lot of bonus content, and it would help us continue to grow. And in the meantime, you know we'll catch you guys on the flip side on the next episode. Toodaloo. Bye. Oh no! Did we perform a fuckeroni?